from the corner of Ichiro and Griffey, it's episode three of the DSAC podcast. I am your host, Spencer Lindstead. Welcome back to the show. Glad everyone could be here to listen to it. Going to keep this intro short and sweet this week. We have an interview with someone that I think is kind of unexpected, but I had a wonderful time talking to him for about 20, 25 minutes. Great conversation. Learned a lot about the guy. Came away with a whole new perspective on him. And yeah, I hope uh, all of you enjoy it as well. Then after the interview, I have a special surprise from the commissioner. Um, and I'm really excited to share that for you as well. So I'm going to keep this short and get kind of right into things. Uh, First up will be our interview, and then we will come back to our special surprise. So enjoy the episode. Um, Subscribe, rate, review, follow, rate, review. Give yourself a little bell notification. We had 25 listens this week, which means that everybody in the league listened twice, which is pretty damn good. Um, Hoping to get over 50 on this, this one here, so... Listen multiple times, tell your friends about it. Hey, here's a dumb thing that one of my league mates does for our league, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, You should listen to it, or turn it on and leave it on and keep it on mute. So my guy can maybe make a buck or two from some sponsor like Preparation H, or Brill Cream, or Bryce Harper's Hair Gel, or whatever lotion Ronnie uses. Uh, So yeah, Uh, we're going to start with the interview now, and we will see you on the other side. We now welcome a man that I'm excited to talk to as I've wanted to talk to him for quite a while. He is our international man of mystery, the scouser in trousers, the midnight marauder, keeping us all up to date on what's happening in his adopted home of Colorado. It's Barry. (laughs) Oh, man, I am. I am doing so well. What was that? I'm sorry. I, I'm jumping in on you. Oh, no. It's, it's absolutely a pleasure to be on your show. A privilege, in fact. An absolute privilege to be on your show, Spencer. I'm oh. your second guest. As I'm, I'm right saying, I'm your second guest. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, only the commish could go first. So, I mean, you are, you are the first non-commish. This is, this is as big of an honor as I could give. Oh, stop it, Spencer. Stop it. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm worthy enough to be on your podcast. Oh, man, yes, you are absolutely worthy. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, I guess my first question I have for you is why Colorado? Honestly, Spencer, you want the honest answer? Of course. <laughs> I have no idea. I love the Colorado Rockies um, logo. And I think that is one of the main reasons why. <laughs> I just went with a city that I basically like the logo of. And that, that's as basic as I'm going to put it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's good. That's as good of reason as any. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm an actual neutral every sport in America. So I, I don't have a preference in any sport, any team or anything like that. So I just go by the logos and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's as good a reason as any. It's way better than us, like, like me, for example, having to get stuck with the Seattle Mariners for all these years just because I was born kind of close. Yeah. yeah. I have no relation to America <laughs> except for the fact that I like fantasy sports. And that's about it, Spencer. So that's that, for the... 
Edinburgh Englishman. Um, and yeah, proud, proud to be an Englishman as well. Well, yeah, and we're, we're happy to have you. So that was one of my questions that I had for you, and it was going to come a little later, but how did you get into American fantasy sports? Like, do you, do you play uh, fantasy prim? Good question, Spencer, good question. Go ahead. Do you play fantasy prim league? Um, I did, but I had to drop that for this league, believe <laughs> it or not. <laughs> so it's a... About right. So, yeah, where did where did the interest start? Where did where did you become interested in American sports um, in this way? So, it, it started about five years ago um, when I turned on ESPN uh, randomly, just flicking through channels. This is actually oh, I'm being serious here. I was flicking through channels, watching the sport uh, sport uh, channels, clicked onto ESPN, and I saw Michael Brantley. Formerly of the Indians, or Cleveland, shall I say, uh, hit a grand slam, and I fell up there and then. I don't know how, I don't know why, but that got me going into getting into American sports and fantasy sports. And met, um, Michael Bradley's grand slam when he was with the Cleveland. Wow, that's that's a really specific memory, but I I can honestly understand that because it's it's one of those things you see the ball travel that far for the first time and you're and you're hooked instantly. Yeah, it was, uh, the atmosphere. Uh, I I can remember it from uh, from the day I actually watched it. So yeah, absolutely, that was the moment, the turning point, as it were, for me never to go back and always follow American sports, Spencer. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. That. Yeah. Great. Great story. So, uh, I uh, have kind of just gone through some of your history in the league to come to get some of these uh, questions. And uh, looking back at it, you've absolutely owned me in three of the four sports. I've only beaten you in baseball. That, that is surprising, actually. That is very surprising because I have you, Spencer, as one of the best teams in the league, may I say. Well, I appreciate the compliment. But, yeah, no, the uh, football last year, you beat me with Haskins and Stidham in your lineup. <laughs> well, I can't believe that. You're <laughs> ten porkies. Come on, Spencer, get off it. I had Haskins and Stidham on my fluent team. Yeah. How did I beat you? I don't know. I was just as surprised as anybody, but uh, that was that was the story of last year. And then basketball, you beat me as well. Uh, the score on that one was six three, so you had a resounding victory over me. Uh, on the back I of, have, I get many victories as I can recall uh, in any of the sports. Really, I'm a middle of the table kind of team as I recall. So I'm surprised that I've actually be a decent team like yourself, Spencer. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm here to boost your ego a little bit, making you feel better about it. Because yeah, absolutely, mid table for sure in some of the results. But um, as I've been looking through some of the stuff with like your drafting and things like that, you seem to have a natural skill for talent evaluation, um, and especially in baseball, like. Uh, some of the draft picks you've chosen, I have to look back at my list and go, who the hell is that guy? And then, you know, you do like two seconds of research on it. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be great. And, of course, Barry got him. And I can, so can I tell you on a little secret here? Yes, I'll sir. I'll let you on a little secret. It all began when I joined a 30-team Dynasty Salary League that rostered 
That's that's a hell of a way to learn. That's that's like baptism by fire. You see a Michael Brantley Grand Slam, and all of a sudden, a couple years later, you're in a 30 team dynasty league. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> <laughs> the first league I joined was the 30 team dynasty uh, league. Oh, threw yourself right which, into the fire. Which now I'm a commissioner. I'm the commissioner of that league now. It, is that uh, UK based or is that mostly Americans? So, I'm flying the flag, baby. Yeah. So, uh, are you just with us in football, hockey, and basketball then? And then in baseball with that other league as well? Um, so, uh, do you mean like a four-sport league, do you mean? Well, uh, I'm just saying, like, do you only play football with us? Do you only play basketball with us? Um, no. So, I, I, I've, you know, I've joined uh, multiple leagues, really. Okay. I, I've got into Campus to Canton. Football and basketball. Okay. So I don't know if you're aware of that format where you where you draft a college team and a, a NFL or M, a NBA team. Jeez, that is that's insanity. That's yeah. No, I. Yeah. So, so, so you have two separate leagues. You have the college league that you get points for, and you can win that league. And then you have the uh, the the, uh, the campus league, the NFL league, where you also can win the league. Wow. So anyone that graduates from the college league gets into your NFL team. It's a, it's a great format. It's probably my favourite out of all of them now. And I only joined that last year as well with COVID going on. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's in-depth. I've seen those before, but it scares me because just the college stuff and like... Uh, the the specific types of drafts that are aren't the one the like specifically the baseball one that happens usually in June or July the I think it's the J two or the Super two or something like that that the other yeah. baseball drafts I, I there's no way I could wrap my head around it it's too much I've got too much going on in my life and so I just watch like the the regular MLB drafts and then like I said I get surprised that you and and Ron and Dylan have all of these picks from these guys that I've never heard of and then sure enough there they are in like the top 50 prospects in baseball it's fun it's fun Spence because you actually get to follow them from the beginning of their career yeah. when they're 15 16 years of age all the way to when they reach the majors hopefully anyway I'm hoping yeah well yeah it, Sounds like it, and I would I would bet you're doing pretty darn well in that too, with how prepared you are in this one. Spencer, I'm I'm dead last in my <laughs> thirty team dynasty. I've got all the prospects, but zero wins to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll turn around then. A couple of years here, a couple of years here. Yeah. All right, so. Quickly, just around your teams in this league. So, your your baseball player in this league. Who is your guy that you are super attached to? Um, so, Spencer, that, that's like uh, picking between my children, which I haven't got any of. <laughs> uh, very, very difficult to say. Um, I'm going to go... I'm just thinking. One Toto, that's definitely up there. 
Yeah. Most most recent most recent favorite player probably Carl Muller. Well, the way he's developed uh, in uh, the Braves rotation. Yeah. He's, he's in the minus at the moment, but the way he pitches, the stature he has, uh, the way he throws, I think he's my favorite pitcher at the moment. And uh, yeah, one Soto, I think I'll have to pick as my hitter. Okay. And then uh, in football, same question. Um, only CD disc player, Lamb. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at your team That's here. And your team here in, in football is ridiculous. Or just your wide receivers alone. Metcalf, McLaurin, and Lamb. That's insane. Metcalf, McLaurin, and CeeDee Lamb. And that's not including Deontay Johnson. That's not including Zeke Elliott that you have. That's not including Noah Fant, who you drafted correctly. Uh, And I don't have the draft results from this year ahead of me because Chris hasn't transferred. Well, no, you've moved them up. Never mind. I I got uh, Deami Brown. Deami Brown. Yes. And Mac Jones. So you've actually solved at least one of your quarterback crises. Yes, Crises. yes. I'm building for the future, and it's coming. It's coming, Spencer. Yes, it is. I could. Uh, I mean, you could see it here. The results are already starting to click. Uh, yeah. For hockey, do you have? Right they are. What was that? I'm sorry. I cut in on your last part there. Oh, I lost you there. Oh. Can you that, oh, my fault. I just I wanted to apologize for cutting in on you because I did it at the last second there. That was it. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, so, moving on to hockey now. Who, do you have a favorite guy there? Um, again, it's very difficult to call. I love my hockey team, actually. I'm, I'm going to have to go with the two D-men. Kale McCarr, or however you say that, <laughs> and Quinn Hughes. <laughs> I was reading... Okay, so... Uh, to come up with the Scouser thing, I, I wanted to come up with like some legit Liverpool terms. I know that the Scouse and all of that, but there is a a nickname yeah, specifically yeah. that Liverpoolians call people with the last name Hughes. What is that? Oh, you can't a little bit there again, Spencer. Okay, hold on one second. Let me look it up here for you, and I'll I'll tell it to you. Uh, what I was looking for. So, I was looking up Liverpool facts. Just because I wanted to, like, ingratiate myself, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, cool. they have, like, a, a nickname. Like, they call Yaza. Right? User? Yazer? What was it again? Say again? Yazer? User? Apparently, apparently one of your guys... I, I, is... I honestly don't know what you're saying. <laughs> okay, so apparently... What, what, what is that? What is that phrase? Apparently, a guy who used to play for Liverpool in the 80s, his last name was Hughes. And they called him Aww. Yazer, as in, like, yeah. the first uh, syllable of it. And uh, I was wondering if that was common oh, enough yeah. or that if that was just something that Americans read on the Internet. <laughs> ah. Must I, be. I something you just said, Spencer. I did not know that. Well, there we go, then. All right. <laughs> That was that was a silly detour and a waste of your time. So <laughs> moving on. Oh no, not the tool expense. Something I am excited to talk to you about is the emergence of Sexland. The emergence of Colin Sexton 
and Darius Garland. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Yes, sir. Can, can you explain how you found them? Were, were these people that you had scouted? Uh, I, I don't know if I made it up. But I, I think maybe, I'm just having a think now, did Larry Nance come up with that? Are you able to Google that quickly? Yes. Did Larry Nance? Did I steal it from Larry Nance? I may have. I may have. It is. Yes. December 28th. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, right after Christmas, December 28th. I think we've all decided that these two officially go by Sexland. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, as we all know, can't vote Sexland. It's in Ronnie's League. Well, I mean, you have him in this one, too. Yes, I do. I do, yes. Carrying on the tradition, Spencer. (laughs) Nothing like relying on two guys from a bad team to carry your team. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Recipe for success. Well, I mean, they get all of the minutes, they get all of the playing time, and basically the coach doesn't care what they do. So it's like a, it is a real recipe yeah. for success. I, I think se- <laughs> I was going to say I think Sexton is going to be better than Sexton. I think Garland is going to be uh, turn out to be better than Sexton. To be honest, yeah. he's got more potential in my eyes, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, little younger, better shooter, I think. Um, so yeah, I can totally agree yeah. with that. But would that be your duo in basketball? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so moving on from here, uh, do you have a favorite moment or a set of moments in this league that have really locked you in? Because I know that the time difference and just the the difficulties that creates, you have to be really invested or really boy, like what boy, you're doing boy. here. Yeah, Spencer. Uh, oh, crikey. Have I got moments for you? Right. The first one, and I think, oh, I'm sure you, you'll get it, what it is. Chris is, I don't know how he did it, but he managed to fix the draft. The commission managed to fix the draft to get Luka Doncic. <laughs> how is this allowed? I want, the, I want an inquiry. <laughs> Those hundred yard dashes are all corrupt, and I will not stand for them. in In any league that I am the commissioner of going forward, the hundred yard dash is outlawed. We need to start a movement <laughs> to get Chris to get rid of Luca to redraft. Yes, and get rid of the commission as well while we're at it. <laughs> what though it's kind of worked out like it's been okay for him oh, no if, if he pitches like uh, him and if he hits like Otani then it might be worth it <laughs> so he's still not worth that contract uh, he never will be and the fact did you hear did you see on the chat yesterday Ronnie trying to be the bigger man and saying that his team is all equal what a load of rubbish absolutely tosh <laughs> I love it. We're getting... This team is... It's ridiculous. I've had enough of this. (laughs) 
I, my one of my favorite things is when he takes these big swings and and misses. You know that's always fun. But when he swings and connects, it's usually a home run, and it sucks because he just sits there and he reminds us of it constantly, and it's why we all hate the guy. Yes, I'm glad. It's and it's not just you. I'm doing the same. I have so many as well. I cannot wait. It's gonna be. He's gonna be great yeah. all year. Corbin Burns. He's gonna be great. And then that first yeah. week of the playoffs, he's gonna give up like ten runs in two innings. Yeah. Hello. Let's stop talking about Ron because his head is gonna be so big you won't be able to fit through his door. All right. All right. We'll move on from there then. So yeah, if those are your two, those are two pretty big ones. So yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, Moving on, just kind of, you know, because you are the only one of, well, Dylan's from Canada, but that's not like really super international, although he does live in a weird time zone. What is your favorite, quote unquote, tourist place in England? What's my favorite place in England? Well, like uh, for tourists, for for us Americans going over there, which one do you think we would like the most? It's a good, good one. Um... Touristy areas of it in London. Um, I think if you were going out on a nice holiday, I'd recommend Devon or Cornwall. Okay. Very rural, countryside, lakes, um, away from a city. It, it's beautiful. I guess only uh, mainly English people go there. Um, but if I was a tourist, I'd definitely head to Devon for my fun. It's not a touristy attraction as such. But it's a lovely place to have a holiday and relax. That that sounds fantastic. That's definitely more of my speed. Yeah, that's that sounds great. Um, the next question I have for you is, it, I'm going to give you a little backstory on it. So I traveled to New Zealand in 2018. I loved it. It was wonderful. They have a restaurant there that they only have a couple of in America, but they are all over the UK. Nando's chicken. Oh, Nando's. Oh, <laughs> yes. Do go you... for a cheeky Nando's, Spencer. That's yeah. what we say here. Let's go for a cheeky Nando's. Ooh. Okay, all right. So, you know, do you rate it highly? Is it is it up there with, like, the best of the, um, the fast food? Do I rate it highly? Um, now that I've had it for so many years, I, I still think it's decent, but I wouldn't say it's the top, top of chicken places. If you were to have it the first time, you'd definitely say, oh, it's right up there, right up there. But after you've had it after a few years, it, it becomes like everything else, really, I would say, Spencer. Okay. Definitely, I would definitely recommend it for anyone that hasn't tried it. Um, but it's not anything special uh, for me, anyway. Um, it's, it, it's, I definitely recommend it, I'd say, but, yeah. It, wear, it wears off after a while. I just, I just everything. Okay, yeah, that that's fair. I uh, We went to... Auckland, New Zealand, and I had it three times in the two days that I was there. It's more fashionable with the youths. Yeah, fair enough. The youths. The youths. Yeah, it's. it's, it's, Young Zili or the middle aged don't go there anymore. It's uh, something that a 16 or 17 year old would go uh, on a date to. Okay. Good to know. One of the fast food places, I guess. Good it to was know. a restaurant once upon a time, but now it's a fast food store. 
Well, at this point, I, uh, I'm i out of notes. You, this was fantastic. I want to thank you for your time. I know the, the time difference for us is the most difficult uh, just because I'm actually the furthest away from you. Uh, but I just want to tell you that I appreciate you. I appreciate you being in this league and how engaged you are in it. Like I've told you a dozen times at this point, I love getting those midnight uh, updates on TPD. It's one of my favorite things. It's like the last thing I do right before bed is, oh, what if, what happened with Barry's team? So, uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll carry on doing it then. Just for you, Spencer. I'll carry on doing it just for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, yes, this is going to come out on Thursday. So, um You'll have to wait just a uh, full day for you, and then it'll be out then. But, yeah, I, uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being my second guest. Thank you for being in a, gr- a great interview, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy this. Stop it, Spence. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. We're, well, we're going to have to do this again uh, here after I get a couple more of these interviews down. But I definitely want to talk again as we get into football season. Um, and uh, go from there. But, yeah, once again, this has been Barry, the owner of the Colorado Vikings, an all-around mensch, the scouser in trousers, the midnight marauder, and the international man of mystery. Thank you, Barry, for being on. Whoop, whoop. Take care, boys, Spencer. <laughs> All right, sir. Take care. And we are back. Wasn't that great? Uh, I immediately got off the interview and was like, wow, he was so jovial and so likable. And it's just a side of him that we don't get to see because he lives in a time zone that's somewhere between five and eight hours difference from us. So thank you, Barry, for being on the pod. Can't wait to have you back. Can't wait to talk United Liverpool. Uh, We're going to try and do that at some point when things are a little bit lighter. But uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you and thank you for the time and hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, so I have a special surprise from the commissioner. Um, I think some of you might be able to guess what it was, but I have received the NFL preseason rankings. And we are going to go over them right now. This is Chris's rankings. He's placed everybody into six different tiers. And I'm going to start from the very bottom, tier six. He's given a name and a short, uh, like one or two sentence uh, blurb as to why he thinks what he is. Or why he thinks what he does think. Jesus, English language. Okay, uh, so starting off with tier six, better luck next year. Ping. Here's the description. His practice squad will routinely score more than his best starters. Scrub Lord team, laughable. Ha ha, I say. Next, Alex. Well, he has the Saints QB and like three good players on his starting roster. Next is Barry. Skill positions are great. Among the best in the league. Dylan Light even. But no QBs, so no chance. Moving on to tier five. He kind of sucks. The only team at this tier is Nut. Good pieces, but shouldn't be a playoff contender. Might have a few surprising weeks. From there, we go to tier four. Stuck on the bubble. The first one on this list is Tom. He says his band name should be Josh Allen and the ILs. 
which I, that's kind of good. Uh, the next one is Keith. Fun position players, but only one old-ass QB. And then the next team in this tier is Whams. It says, team could be good, but with Henry, Evans, Kittle, and Brady. And after that, it gets lame. So that's tier four. Moving on to tier three. Good teams who need a little luck. Uh, The first team on this list is Dylan. Incredible team, but lacks a second QB. Acquiring a QB could put him in tier one. Next is Chris. He ranked himself in Tier 3. Strong QBs and wide receivers, acceptable tight ends, but running backs are a concern. And the next team and last team in Tier 3 is Josh. Weird quarterback room, has running back, wide receiver, and tight ends who could carry a team. The next one is Tier 2, the playoff contending tier. The first one on this list is Spencer, my team. Strong team with early injury issues, Akers and Thomas. Great top two quarterbacks. So I'm happy with that. Uh, The next one is Paulo. No real weaknesses, but players are in new situations. I'm assuming that means a lot of his players have changed teams. And then the next team and last team in tier two is Nate. Solid starting depth with good wide receiver depth in the weak tight end. I read that wrong. Solid starting lineup with good wide receiver depth in a weak tight end. Okay, so those are the playoff contenders. And Tier 1, there's only one team here. And I was really mad at him that he did this. But Tier 1, the favorite, is Ron. Best running back room, and it isn't close. Two top 15, maybe top 10 quarterbacks. Only two good wide receivers and a weak tight end. And he needs to avoid injury at wide receiver. So, yeah, the favorite apparently. And the one that everyone should be targeting is Ron. Everyone should try and beat him, throw your best at him, uh, take big swings, big hacks, and maybe we'll take him down and keep him out of the playoffs for a second year. But as of this point, Chris believes he is the favorite, and I believe that his head is getting too big. So uh, yeah, those are the preseason rankings. Once again, I'll go from the bottom to the top. It's Ping, Alex, Barry, Nut, Tom, Keith, Whams, Dylan, Chris, Josh, Spinny. Paulo, Nate, and then Ron. So thank you for that, Chris. We have another set of rankings that will be coming soon, and I think I will have that person who does the rankings as a special guest when they do them. Uh, Look forward to that one, but we will see how that all works out in the next week or so. Uh, But yeah, so that's been the podcast for this week. Um, Had a great interview with Barry, had a weird opener where I talked probably about a minute too long, even though it was only a minute and 45 of recording. And then we have these rankings. Uh, So yeah, what do you think of the rankings? Let us know. Um, And then also please like, subscribe, follow, rate, review, all the above, wherever you get your podcasts for this. I think the only place I'm not on is Apple Podcasts, and that usually comes with a little more listening and a few more episodes. So yeah, uh, appreciate everyone supporting this. And as always, fuck Ron. Have a great day.